Here's the one we're going to be memorizing this week. We've been building up to this question. Question 29, how can we be saved? And we've got a short version and a long version here. The heart of it is the first sentence. Let's say, it by, let's say the whole thing together. Only by faith in Jesus Christ and in His substitutionary atoning death on the cross. So even though we are guilty of having disobeyed God and are still inclined to all evil, nevertheless, God without any merit of our own, but only by pure grace imputes to us the perfect righteousness of Christ when we repent and believe in Him. That's the long answer, the full answer. And kids can memorize that first part. Only by faith in Jesus Christ and in His substitutionary Atoning death on the cross. So let me read you a scripture. And then I'll break that down a bit. And then read from Charles Spurgeon's commentary. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. So if the answer to how can we be saved was by our works, by how good we are, by how moral we are, by how many good things we do, if that was the answer to how we would be saved, then we'd have something to brag about. We would have something to boast about. We would have something to take pride in. But it's not our work that saves us. It's whose work? It's God's work through Jesus Christ. And so we are saved by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. So let's, let me read through this. I'll slow down just to make sure we understand all the parts that are here. And then I'll read from that commentary. So how can we be saved? And the answer says, well, only by faith not just any faith not just believing in anything or anyone not just you have to have faith people might say that but only by faith in Jesus Christ another word for faith is trust to have faith is to have total trust to totally trust Jesus to totally rely on Jesus over and above anything else and anyone else. Well, what about Jesus? Only by faith in Jesus Christ and in His death. What kind of death? His substitutionary atoning death. Substitutionary. That means in our place. Like you remember when you were in school or if you're in school, you had a substitute teacher. That teacher was there in the place of your regular teacher. So Jesus' death was substitutionary. We should have to die the way he died. So his death was substitutionary and it was atoning. It brought atonement at one moment. It reconciled us to God. So we have faith in Jesus Christ and in his substitutionary atonement. 
atoning death on the cross. So even though, and this is still true, even though we are guilty, it's not like we're not guilty, we are guilty of having disobeyed God in the past, we've all disobeyed God, and are still, still, even as Christians, inclined to all evil, all kinds of evil. We're still inclined to it, still tempted, still dealing with the flesh, the Bible says, still have um, sinful desires, still want to go our own way and not God's way. So we're guilty of having disobeyed God and we are still inclined to all evil. Nevertheless, in other words, in spite of all that bad news, God without any merit of our own. That means nothing good of our own. No good works, no good deeds, no good words, no good heart. None of that is good enough. Without any merit of our own, but only by pure grace. Grace is undeserved favor. When God is good to us, we don't deserve it. It's called grace. He imputes to us the perfect righteousness of Christ when we repent and believe in Him. Repent and believe in Him. This is another way of saying, the very beginning, faith in Jesus Christ. Faith in Jesus Christ, repent and believe in Him, same thing. And when that happens, everything in between happens to us and for us. So, this word impute, we've talked about that before. That's when something is credited to your account. It is reckoned to you, but not because of anything that you've done. So it'd be like you have a bank account, and there's no money in it, and you didn't come into any money, and you didn't work for any money, but all of a sudden someone else has deposited a bunch of money in that account, and it's your money now. That was imputed to you. It was imputed to you. It was credited to your account. And that's what happens when we place our faith in Jesus. He imputes to us His righteousness, His perfections. Okay, so let me read you just a couple things. One was from... Kevin DeYoung, and he gave this illustration I thought was really helpful when talking about faith. He grew up in, uh, I think, northern, um, I forget, like northern Wisconsin or Michigan, something like that. He said, uh, growing up in a cold part of the country, I often went ice skating and played hockey. I might tiptoe out onto that first freeze of the year and sort of wonder, is this ice thick enough? Someone else might be on the ice, zipping around, skating with great freedom, having a lot of faith in the ice, while I'm gingerly tiptoeing and have just enough faith to get out on the ice. But what makes both of us secure, it is not the level of faith. Though you'd like to have the strong faith that's zipping around out there, no, it is the thickness of the ice. The thickness of the ice. We all have to have faith, in other words, that the ice is going to hold you to get out on the ice. But it's not like it's your belief that the ice will hold you that keeps holding you. It's how thick the ice is. So Jesus Christ is that thick ice. 
We may have varying degrees of trust and reliance and faith and at different times in our lives. But at the end of the day, it's him that supports us. It's him that that holds us. Okay, so let me um, wrap this up by reading what Charles Spurgeon had to say here. And just just listen. It's uh, it's helpful. Being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Conscience accuses no longer. Judgment now decides for the sinner instead of against him. Memory looks back upon past sins with deep sorrow for the sin, but yet with no dread of any penalty to come. For Christ has paid the debt of his people to the last jot and tittle and received the divine receipt. And unless God can be so unjust as to demand double payment for one debt, no soul for whom Jesus died as a substitute can ever be cast into hell. It seems to be one of the very principles of our enlightened nature to believe that God is just. We feel it must be so, and this gives us our terror at first. But is it not marvelous that this very same belief that God is just becomes afterwards the pillar of our confidence and peace. If God is just, I, a sinner, alone and without a substitute, must be punished. But Jesus stands in my place and is punished for me. And now, if God is just, I, a sinner, standing in Christ, can never be punished. God must change His nature before one soul for whom Jesus was a substitute can ever by any possibility suffer the lash of the law. Therefore, Jesus, having taken the place of the believer, having rendered a full equivalent to divine wrath for all that his people ought to have suffered as a result of sin, the believer can shout with glorious triumph, Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Not God. For he is justified, not Christ, for he has died. Yes, rather has risen again. My hope does not live because I am not a sinner, but because I am a sinner for whom Christ died. My trust is not that I am holy, but that being unholy, he is my righteousness. My faith does not rest upon what I am or shall be or feel or no, but in what Christ is, in what He has done, and in what He is now doing for me. On the lion of justice, the fair maid of hope rides like a queen. Good word from Charles Spurgeon. Okay, let's say it one more time together. How can we be saved? Only by faith in Jesus Christ and in His substitutionary atoning death on the cross. So even though we are guilty of having disobeyed God and are still inclined to all evil, nevertheless, God, without any merit of our own, but only by pure grace, imputes to us the perfect righteousness of Christ when we repent and believe in Him. Amen. Let's pray. Our Father in Heaven, thank You for this truth. 
that we may all be saved through faith in Jesus Christ, through repenting, turning from our sin, and turning to Jesus, and believing in Him, and in His substitutionary, atoning death. Would you bless us and help us as we look to memorize these words this week? Not just for the sake of memorizing them, but for the sake of knowing you more. We love you and give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen.